Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into episode 35 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been listening, supporting, hating, doing whatever they can, you know, to keep the lights on. I ain't mad at you. So this is another special episode. Got an interview coming up for you guys. I know you love those. Um, got my man The Juice, you know, holding it down for the O and uh, going worldwide with his sound. So, um, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and get started. So welcome to the show, The Juice. How you doing, man? What up, man? Greetings, Earthlings. <laughs> <laughs> so how you feeling? I feel great, man. I feel, I feel real good. I look good. I can't see me because this is podcast, but I look good, too. <laughs> okay, I see you shining. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into this interview. So what I want you to do is just take me back to the beginning, you know, as far as, you know, what part of town that you grow up in, and then who are your musical influences? So talk about, talk to me about, you know, where you grew up. Yeah, so uh, so I'm pretty much from Omaha. Uh, I grew up off of 48th and Ames. Uh, hey, North time, side. Yeah, so I spent some time over there. Uh, then later on, I, I was off in the suburbs. Uh, so it's, <laughs> it's, it's a nice uh, dichotomy. You know, you get a good mix of cultures and a good mix uh, of exposure to different things. Uh, but most of that time, I was still uh, going to school, you know, on the north side or in the hood or whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. So yeah, so as far as musical influences, um, man, uh, my parents were big into gospel and, uh, you know, old school R&B, you know, 70s, uh, 60s, 70s R&B. Uh, I didn't really get into it until, uh, I would say, you know, early, mid-90s, and some of my biggest influences was uh, Outkast, Tribe Called Quest. Oh, nice. Bootang. Uh-huh. Uh, and I say uh, on the West Coast is a group called Hieroglyphics. Uh, if you're on the oh, yeah. bottom, go check them out. Uh, Souls of Mischief, Della Funky Homo Sapien, uh, hey, okay. so yeah, on yeah. and so on. So, yeah, those are the people that really influenced me uh, musically. All right. And so I asked, you know, Omaha artists this, you know, um, as far as their interpretation. So just describe the Omaha music scene for me, you know, more particularly, you know, uh, hip hop, R&B. Uh, for those who are not familiar with it, give me your description of it, of what the sound is like. Man, Omaha doesn't have a sound. Man. <laughs> yeah, that's there's, true. There's a there's a lot of uh, talent, but as far as hip hop and R and B, there is no sound. That's to me, that's the biggest problem, and that's where you see where I deviate from the norm because I don't have a sound like anybody else. Because everybody else is trying to sound like somebody else, so you got a lot of people in uh, Omaha that try to sound like the. West Coast, you know, gangster rap type, or you got people that try to have that trap sound or a drill sound. Uh, you got a lot of people oh. that try to have that East Coast sound, but nobody really, there's no real Omaha sound as far as uh, hip hop goes. So 
You see me, I do I do my own thing. I try to create a new lane. Um, I don't think anybody from Atlanta wants to hear somebody from Omaha sound like they're from Atlanta. So yeah. I, try to, I try to do me and I you know, hope people appreciate it. Yeah, I feel you on that. <clears throat> so let's get into this um, about your career in music. You know, you say you don't want to sound like anybody, you know, as the norm and things of that sort. So talk to me because you, you've done a lot in music, you know, been signed to a label. And now you're doing your own thing, going that independent route, getting that independent bread. So shout out to yep. you on that. But just talk to me and tell the people about, you know, your role in music here and the music scene here. And then talk about some of your credentials because you got a lot of them. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as far as far as my role, man, I, I say my role is just me doing me. Um, unfortunately, nobody from Omaha has really made it big yet. So I think we'll everybody's still waiting for that one person to kind of pop off to kind of. Uh, lead the pack uh, that really hasn't happened like I said there's a lot of talent but nobody's really popped off uh, out of Omaha the, the way that you know I think everybody's hoping for and everybody wants to see uh, as far as my credentials man I've, I've ran the gamut of musical professions uh, I, I score music for independent films uh, like you said I, nice. I, was, I was on a label uh, based out of the UK for a little while um uh, I've been a teacher. Uh, I taught music. Uh, I, I was a roadie for a while. Uh, was manager for a while. Uh, I'm sure there's other stuff I'm missing, but I, yeah, I was even a wedding DJ. So. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was a wedding <laughs> DJ for a minute, man. Way too much Michael Bublé for me, but <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I ran the game of uh, musical professions, and uh, you know, I always go back to being an artist because the the creativity is what you know what drove me in the first place. Okay, nice. So talk to me about just going to this independent route. Like, what made you want to go independent and, you know, to get all your money? That's logical, but, you know, what drive, <laughs> what drove you to go independent? You know what? I think part of it is what we had talked about before, about being uh, in Omaha. You know, yeah. I think uh, I think it's hard to make it, you know, um, as far as uh, having a label or getting that exposure on, on any type of major scale, because uh, nobody's really looking at Omaha that way. So. Uh -huh. And me being unique is that I'm not trying to sound like somebody else. I think that I think that all that to me just you know what let me do my own thing and let me uh, you know let me put everything out there on my own and you know and see what I can do. Uh, you know, at times being the way they are, it's a lot easier to do that as well. Back when I was first first started rapping, maybe 2000, you know, around there. Yeah. You, there's no way you could have you could have released anything on your own like that. You know. As far as my understanding, my knowledge, I didn't know there wasn't a, an outlet for people to release music independent like that. Um, there was independent labels, but you still had to be backed by somebody. Now you can do it on your own, uh, you know. So, so it makes sense to me, being a producer and an artist, that I release everything myself. I keep all my money, um, all my albums are released, my uh, are produced myself. You know, so far I do, I do have stuff that I've worked with with other people, but everything I've released so far has really been. It's been 100% me. So I produce, mix, engineer, everything myself. That's what's up right there. And, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, people are looking for that, you know, that major deal and things like that. But, you know, you could use, you know, SoundCloud as your label. And then, you know, Twitter can be your A&R, you know, social media and things of that sort to promote yourself and, you know, putting your yourself out there. And you can, you know, keep all the money. So that that's... I mean, just hearing that is very motivating and, you know, for aspiring artists to hear that. So let's go ahead and get into this new album. Um, it has a religious theme to it. 
So I want you to talk to me about the title and the inspiration behind this new album that you have. Right, so uh, so the album is called New Religion. Uh, I also have an instrumental version of the album as well. Uh, but New Religion just means, it's just basically saying, uh, I'm questioning what you believe, and I want to challenge you to, to think for yourself. And uh, religious, you know, religion being something that people do on a regular basis, something that people believe in and kind of uh, look for, look for, uh, for inspiration. I, like I said, I want to kind of challenge that and say, this might be something that that a change of views on, on life and change of views on things that you believe. So that's why I say new religion because I'm, I'm breaking down the walls of traditional religion and, and what people understand what people believe. Okay, I respect that. And like the, like I said, the whole album has that religious theme to it. You know, with the titles and things of that source. But uh, one song you know stuck out to me was Saturn. You know, so uh, talk to me about that and how does it stick to the religious theme of the album? Yeah, so so I don't want to get too deep into it because I want people to actually do some research. But um, Saturn is kind of it was kind of the, the rabbit hole into for the album. It's one of the earlier songs I, I recorded, and you just see a lot of my songs kind of had a similar theme. So when I was recording this one, there's a lot of different concepts, a lot of different ideas that I kind of touch on, like, you know, Anunnaki and uh, the you know, chakras and, you know, dip, just different things that have a kind of religious connotation and kind of spiritual connotation that's, you know, about how you feel, you know, how you, your origin uh, as a human and, you know, things that you believe in. Okay. Um, Saturn itself, there's a lot of different references to Saturn in uh, ancient religions. Uh, it could be anything from the you know the original sun to a metaphor for Satan or a metaphor for hell. Or, you know, there's a, a hundred different you know different uh, connotations uh, Saturn has, and a lot of different references to Saturn in ancient religions. Okay. So I so I urge people to go actually take a take a look and actually read some things and you know and kind of learn things on their own. But like I said, it was kind of a rabbit hole. It was kind of the gateway drug in the you know for the album. The, let you hear some kind of ideas and concepts and, you know, curious people, inquiring minds, you know, for them to go actually research and, uh, you know, kind of discover some things. On their own. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. That's what's up. And it, it was, it's a dope song. So I, you know, I was pretty ignorant to the fact of, you know, what Saturn was about. I didn't know if it was, you know, as far as how I tied into. So I have to do a little bit more research on that and do some, uh, do my googles on that yeah bing it <laughs> exactly yeah yeah bing it I don't, I don't even know if people still fuck with bing yeah. i do okay <laughs> okay i respect it i respect it whatever your search engine preference is yeah 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 as long as you ain't using fucking netscape or something like that <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> or you still loading up the aol right. disc <laughs> all right so you got a song titled drones over omaha so let me know what that was what is that about and did, did you actually see some drones flying over Omaha? Is there you? Do you sense a drone strike coming, or what, what you got going on with this, fam? Man, I'm probably gonna get shot <laughs> okay. after after I talk about this. <laughs> okay, but but I feel drones over Omaha is basically about new world order, and the way that you know okay. the way that ties in the the religious theme is about you know the end of the world about apocalypse all that type of stuff so yeah you know it, there's a lot of there's a lot of you know conspiracy theories going around i don't i don't i won't say that i necessarily uh you know uh, 
partake in any of those theories, but I but I'll say that it's interesting, and uh-huh. that's that's where the idea for Jones over Omaha comes from because there's a, like I said, there's a lot of stuff being talked about, a lot of things are kind of going on that are sketchy as far as government goes, and kind of the same type of thing. I, I question people, you know, I challenge people to to go do some research, you know, on some of the things I talk about, like Jade Helm and. You know, other things like that and Project Blue Beam and stuff like that. Just kind of educate yourself. Give yourself an opportunity to learn something besides what you're, you know, told by the media. Okay. Yeah, I respect that. Uh, You know, uh, just speaking about conspiracy theories, I always feel like, you know, a lot of times I just feel like it's a different hat of white supremacy, to be honest with you, as far as, you know, blaming the Bilderberg group and other stuff like that. It, it, yeah. I feel like it all just ties down to white supremacy, staying in power, you know, and, uh, you know, for fear of genetic annihilation. But, you know, that just goes back to me, you know, reading, you know, the ISIS papers by, you know, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing and just kind of keying in on that. And so with conspiracy theories, you know, a lot of times, you know, you have to take them with a grain of salt, you know, because uh, there's so many uh like youtube videos you know I, I seen one where somebody was breaking down lemonade and trying to talk about that it was about to start a race war i think it was your boy uh what's your boy that does the storm front what's the fuck alex jones or some shit like that you know the guy that talks like that yeah he was talking about that uh uh that uh the lemonade album or something and her theme of you know black empowerment was uh, <laughs> was uh, sent to uh, divide the races or some shit like that, and you know black folks getting killed and lynched in these streets left and right by cops and by uh, you know white folks and getting off. I, it, you know it's just bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the thing. Like you said, everybody has a, a YouTube channel. Yeah. Everybody has you know an opinion. Yeah. Which you know, which in this age is you know it has its good and bad. You know, you know things about it. But uh-huh. uh, you know, I just like to challenge people's thought. You know, I don't. I'm. I was never to just think you know believe in tradition because I've yeah. people said to believe in uh-huh. so a lot of things what I talk about just kind of challenges that whole the whole idea you know not, yeah. even, not even necessarily just conspiracy theories but just uh-huh. in general what do you believe and why do you believe it yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I think that's the dope thing about this album is just to challenge your thought process, and you know, and how you interpret music. You know, exactly. um, that's the dope thing about it. But going back to your boy uh, Alex Jones, uh, <laughs> man, you know how they got this transgender bathroom issue going on right now. Man, uh, he had uh, <laughs> your man, uh, your man Alex Jones was talking about how uh, fucking uh, <laughs> our first lady Michelle Obama is transgender. Yeah, you know what? She's I, did. I, I, I heard, about, I heard that. <laughs> I did hear a little bit of him talking to that nonsense, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, but, right. you know, do your Googles, you know, read a book, you know, definitely do your research and, you know, protect yourself. I, I feel like people, you know, the American public do need to be a little bit smarter in how they move because right now I feel like we are, you know, greatly divided. You got these whole Trump rallies that look like Klan rallies, you right. know what I'm saying? And then you got the, the Hillary Clinton crowd, then you got the Bernie Sanders crowd, you know, talking that shit, and everybody's just so divisive, and it's just like, you know, when people start speaking about the left wing and the right wing, it's what I always say, you know, it's two wings on the same damn bird, right? you know what that's, I'm saying? That's, that's a good way of looking yeah, at it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it is. People are fed so much information these days, you know, yeah. with, you know with the way media is so accessible, and I, I would just like people to 
learn things on their own and figure things out on their own and stop being force-fed information. You know, if you come to the same conclusion that you already had, we're good. If you come to a different conclusion, we're be open to be open to different ideas. Man, just absolutely don't trust what people say. You know, what is what's the what's the phrase? Uh, believe half of what you see and none of what you yeah, hear. Yeah, none of what you hear. Yeah, so. absolutely, that's the truth. All right, so we got a little bit off topic. My bad, but uh, <laughs> you know this this album. You know, to me, it has a Yeezus vibe to it. And uh, I remember Kanye in an interview with The Breakfast Club. You know, he was talking about that. You ain't got the answers. No, that yeah, was Sway. That yeah, was that was Sway. Sway. That was Sway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sway, Sway had, had the answer. He had them hands for Kanye. He kept talking crazy. But, uh, <laughs> you know, he said in the interview that he made the album for him, you know, and didn't have anybody else in mind. You know, it was kind of a selfish thing. He wanted to just be real creative. And I wanted to ask you, you know, is that the vibe that you wanted to give off with this album? But dang, uh, how do I answer that? I mean, yes, yes and no. I, I feel like all art is selfish. I don't feel like anybody yeah. makes art really for for other people. I feel like they make music that they enjoy and yeah. hope that other people like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So in that respect, I say I'm always making selfish music because I'm always making music that I that I would want to hear. Okay. Um, but I don't think my intent was to, to make music that, you know, that came off like... Um, you know, I'm so righteous or anything like that, or you know, I'm Jesus by you know by any means. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, but I, I mean, I'm gonna take it as a compliment because if, if it seems like it's coming from me and it seems like it's something that uh, I made because uh, because I wanted to make it, well, that's true. I mean, yeah. as, a, as an artist, I mean, I, th- I think that is a compliment. Yeah, and the aspect that I'm speaking on is, you know, so many times, you know, music has become so formulaic. I always feel like me and Prime, uh, you know, shout out to Prime. We always talk about how, um, you know, there's too many suits in the room when folks are creating music. You know, somebody come in like, oh, well, you know, if you're in mainstream, it's like, oh, well, you need Rihanna on this hook. You need a verse from Drake. You know, you need a trap beat from Metro Boomin. And it needs to, you know, it needs to be, you know, 16, 16, and maybe an eight with a, you know, with a bridge. Exactly. You know, and it's so formulaic that people are scared to take risks so that's what i appreciate about yeezus and that's what i appreciate about appreciate about you how you keep you know moving forward and it's just like you know you said it correctly you know i you know i'm making it from a selfish standpoint but you know hopefully the people will enjoy it because you know i'm just creating music and giving you you know my truth so i appreciate that about you fam you, you know what just going a little bit of tangent man i think you touched on a really good thing about how is how everything is formulaic as far as music goes man. yeah one thing I was thinking about recently, and even on the on the ride uh, here in the interview, man, is that think about the people that are actually buying the music, and think about the people who are supporting the production of the music, or you know, paying you know, paying for this music to be made. Yeah, those are the people. They're they're trying to cater to a certain demographic, and they're trying to get you to cater to a certain demographic, to a certain style of music, and they're trying to get you to cater to a certain subject matter. Yeah, yeah. So all all that kind of goes in the process. When I make music, I, I don't I don't I try not to cater to what's popular. I try I try uh-huh. to do what I feel my my duty is here on earth, and that's to bring a message and and you know add some enlightenment, add some education, and add some inspiration. You know, the music. You know, I think that's that's lacking. I think that's a lot harder to find these days with the oversaturation of music. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's just too many suits in the room. Exactly. And it's and sometimes, you know, a lot of these songs, you know, sound like a commercial, you know, for a product that they want you to buy. You know, <laughs> a lot of times it does sound like that. 
And then um, like, like pandas, like panda, panda, panda. You know what, man? Let me tell you a story, <laughs> man. When I was grabbing y'all snacks, man, I stopped at the uh, Family Dollar. You know, anybody who does an interview with me, you know, I always always let them know, you know, do you need some snacks, you know, juice, water, whatever, you know, to feel comfortable. But so I stopped at the Family Dollar, you know, to grab you sunflower seeds and prime needed some Gatorade and some Jolly Ranchers. So there's this lady in front of me, and I'm thinking, you know, and she's in her, she can't find, uh, I guess, her EBT card or something. I don't know. So she had all this stuff rang up, and then uh, she was like, oh, just, I'm going to just step to the side and let somebody, you know, let whoever else go. There was somebody in front of me, and then she's, she's, she's like, oh, I don't know where my card is. Maybe I can use a couple of my credit cards. And the first thing that came to my mind, credit cards and the scammers. <laughs> that was the first thing yeah. that came to my mind because she, she whipped out all these different credit cards credit cards and i'm like they probably got a different name on the bottom of each one of them Hurt, bitches right <laughs> man you hear about you hear about the group in new york man they got that made a song about credit card scamming and got caught yeah, because yeah. they released that song yeah because they released the song stupid, yeah it was stupid man. they, they right. was caking up too right i never heard of nobody man that's the one thing i don't this is totally off top not off topic but yeah, it's yeah. A tangent. yeah why do people snitch on themselves on songs man like what what uh, part of the game is that? Yeah, it, it's crazy. <laughs> it's just like you know, going back to uh, Bobby Schmurter and the hot nigga. Right. So that was right. that was just the whole testimony right there, and right. they got that whole GS nine click. But um, I, you know, it's just dumb. You know, it really is. It is. It's just it's just dumb. You know, if you out here doing dirt, but you know, you got to look at it. Us growing up, you know, being eighties babies and growing up through the mid nineties, mm-hmm. it was something you know. That you had people telling other folks stories You know what I'm yeah. saying It's just like you look at Nas He was a poet Telling stories about hustlers on the block And then you know It was revealed later on Like with Hove You know we all know he sold crack And da 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 But a lot of that shit uh, Biggs did it You know and uh, yeah. Rockefeller had a saying You know uh, you know, Biggs did it first Jay put it in a verse You know so they would tell Other people's stories but now we live in that culture of, you know, being so transparent with social media and a lot of these these Negroes out here just want attention that, you know, they doing dumb shit. Then they rapping about it 10 minutes later and then they wondering why, you know, the hip hop task force is busting down their door and throwing them shackles on them. Right. So, you know, and it's the same thing too. Look, think about who's promoting the music and what they want you absolutely, to talk about. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, you know, talking about dumb shit and, you know, self in trouble. Yeah. And, they, and so and now, you know, back in the day, you know rappers used to just they used to rap about hustling you know what i'm saying but now it sounds like the customers are rapping now you know guys are abusing you know prescription drugs and you know i mean you know ugk you know pimp c used to talk about lean and shit like that but yeah yeah r.i.p but now it's just on a whole nother level you got guys talking about lean mixing it with percocets and then trying to balance it out with Adderalls and it's just like these are synthetic drugs and this is very dangerous talking to these kids about that you know what I'm saying this ain't about you know this ain't like back in the days you know talking about smoking a J or some shit like that and chopping down rocks you know right right. what happens to regular ass like yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you know. Let me sniff the white girl up off your titty. You know, (laughs) but it ain't about that now. You know, yeah. People are crushing up. (laughs) You know, crushing up. You know, K two. Yeah, that K two, man. That that, that's something else. And that flocka. Yeah, yeah, that's something else. You know, that's turning folks into. Yeah, that's turning folks into the Walking Dead out here. Yeah, it's crazy. So we're creating a you know a culture 
of fiends. You right. know what I'm saying? And that's, that's exactly and you see you see on, on Instagram and you know Facebook and Twitter, you see people taking selfies and they you know some of these folks talking about they 23 and they look like they going on 53. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just look tired, beating the face. I'm like you're partying too hard. You fucking with these drugs. Your eyes sagging. You know your cheeks sunk in. You just look like a fucking fiend. And it, there's nothing cool about that. But, I understand partying and shit like that, but some of y'all just take it to the extent and it, we made it cool, which is which sucks, you know? Exactly. But you, you know what? You know, just talking about this, me thinking, man, I feel like everything is kind of cyclical, you know, in a way. And you think about like the 60s and the hippie movement. Yeah. All the ass are tripping and all that. It's, uh-huh. it's the same type of thing. Where yeah. It was cool and it was basically pop culture, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then kind of took a turn and I was, I feel like it's coming back. You, I mean, same with like fashion and stuff too. It's yeah. the same shit, you know. Yeah. That was popular in the '80s. Is popular now with yeah. you know flat tops and all this exactly. other shit and skinny jeans, you know, and all yeah. this other shit. Cut off jeans, shorts, and yeah, Neon, and all that type of shit. I feel like everything just has its, you know, its place and has a cycle and. Everything yeah, just kind of going back to how it used to be. You know? Exactly, but the dangerous thing about right now is, you know, it's prescription drugs. You yes. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's definitely a lot that, of that. That's that's just just very dangerous because these synthetic drugs are, you know, way more potent than something that you know somebody chefed up. You know, mixing some shrooms and all this other shit. You know what I'm saying? And extracting a lot, a lot oils. Less. Yeah. From the earth Yeah, yeah, yeah Because it's, it's a couple of dudes in some lab coats with a mask on And some goggles making this shit You exactly. know what I'm saying So that's that's very, very dangerous But uh, still, you know, staying on uh, hip-hop and things like that Who are you listening to currently? Man <laughs> Besides myself, you know that uh, Typical I, rapper <laughs> answer <right? laughs> You know, you know I, I, I check for a lot of people but I'm not really listening to anybody regularly anymore. I mean, the, okay. I, I still listen to the old stuff I used to listen to because that's what inspires me. Yeah. I don't get a lot of inspiration from the new stuff, even though, you know, it's cool for, you know, a second. I might bump it for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when I get my, you know, inspiration and I, and I listen to something that I really want to vibe to, uh-huh. it's not a lot of the new music. You, you know, I check for everything. I love, you know, good music, you know, yeah. period, you know. We were kind of talking off, you know, off air earlier about I listen to country music. I listen to every, I listen to everything. I listen to blues. Yeah, you know, rock. You know, metal. You know, uh-huh. classical. Um, but uh, one thing that I do listen to regularly um, is battle rap. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so I'm not really, you know, I, I'm. I think I'm past that kind of point in my life to, to battle rap, but. Shout out to St. Mike. I, he's a guy from Omaha that's actually doing it. Um, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I really enjoy battle rap. I listen to that just because it's uh, a lot of the metaphors are clever. You know, a lot of the schemes and stuff are clever. So yeah. That's something I, I, I kind of check regularly. I don't know it influences me musically, but it's something uh-huh. I enjoy. Yeah. Man, with battle rap, let me tell you something, man. It, it, it's you know back when I was rapping, I, I didn't want to battle rap because I felt like if you said something so disrespectful to me, I'm just going to swing, and you too close to my face clapping. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't I don't got the patience like that. Yeah, man. I math off for somebody every every fucking time. Yeah, <laughs> and then you know just clapping in your face, and right. then you got all these people here, and you know a nigga will rap a whole fucking 48 bars about you just killing you and it's just like you know what man we gotta throw these hands right. you know what I'm saying and, and what made me not want to was uh remember back in the day with the rap battle it was on YouTube this was the MySpace days when the nigga was like oh you mad cause I'm styling on you <laughs> <laughs> yep. and he swung on him I was like that would be man, me that right. would be me right, swinging right. put some respect on my name exactly. I ain't got no more talking <laughs> exactly exactly put some respect on my name Yes, R E S P E C K. Yes, Australia. sir. 
there all tree of y'all. Yes, in the oak tree, maple tree, and poplar. All tree of y'all. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, just let me know. I know you ain't listening to nobody, but and we kind of talked about the music music industry, but hip hop as a whole, you know, everything from rapping, DJing, to tagging, you know, to breaking. Is it in a good place right now? Man, I get, man, I can't have a broke dance. <laughs> since I was like 17 so I can't really talk too much on that but yeah uh, I talk mostly about you know the music itself and I and, and I say that I don't think it's for anybody to say whether it's in a good place or not I mean hip-hop is hip-hop is young as far as the musical genre goes yeah and it's always changing and it's always evolving uh, I think there's becoming a, a greater divide between what we consider traditional hip-hop and what's is what's considered like rap now which i consider pop music because it controls the media you know so when you talk about like drill music you talk about you know a lot about the you know, trap music and uh-huh. stuff that's out right now that's popular i consider that rap i consider that something that's uh for the masses i consider that that's something that's uh, for monetary gain you know they things they talk about it is a lot different than what i consider is hip-hop people have you know lyrical talent and People actually have something to say, you know, and the, the, the beats are, you know, are a lot more, a lot more variety in the beats and a yeah. lot more, you know, um, instrumentation. So, so, mm-hmm. so I say that it's, it's where it is. And I think that we all have to just appreciate where it is as music. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I will say that, you know, I lean more towards the traditional hip hop. Okay. I respect that. You know, with uh, I, I feel like it's in a, a very monetary place. You know, there's a lot of money being made, you know, as far as, you know, seeing how hip hop, how commercialized hip hop is. You know, you put a white face on the break dancing mm-hmm. and shit like that. You got it in commercials and shit like that. That's, that's true. Yeah. And then, hip, like I said, hip hop is pop culture. Right? Yeah, it is, is. It is. Hip hop or rap, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, moniker, you know. Yeah. Nomenclature you want to use it, you know, it's it's controls yeah. media, it controls exactly. entertainment, it, it controls sports, you know, yeah. it, it controls everything. Yeah, you know? and the thing that just kind of sucks, I just wish you know more artists would take your route and be become independent, you know, as far as so they wouldn't be out here signing these fucked up ass three sixty deals. Man, say, you know what? On that, I would yeah. say that. There's a lot more opportunities to make money. Yeah, I will say that on the on the flip side of that though, because everything is so accessible. Yeah, that there's not as much money to be made as when yeah. there were these big. You know, you have the Rockefeller. You know, uh-huh. lab, we have these major labels. Yeah, you know, um, you know, a Bad Boy and Rough uh-huh. Riders and you know and uh, Suave House and yeah, uh, you know, uh, all, you know whatever you know whatever other labels is out there. You know, Cash Money or whatever. But I feel like there's a not as much money to be made because I feel like everything now is so easily accessible. People don't buy a physical CD yeah. for you know for twenty bucks, fifteen bucks. People will stream a, a music, you know, stream a CD, uh-huh. or stream a song. Yeah, the artist will get point zero zero one percent, you know, of that stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or of a, of a penny, excuse me, of, of a penny, and versus you know one percent or whatever of the album sales. So it's a lot less to take away at the end of the day yeah absolutely you know, same with like youtube and stuff you know people might buy a single for 99 cents but no they're not buying the album necessarily a lot of people aren't buying albums anymore or physical cds yeah you know so there's a lot more opportunity but you have to have your hustle right and i think 
you know, for people who are really trying to make a career out of it. And, uh-huh. you know, I think they have to go the direction of making sure that they're that they're um, touring and doing stuff like that and find other ways to make money, you know, by, you know, by um, syncing their music in the, you know, in the, in the radio or commercials or, uh-huh. you know, or, um, movies, you know, and stuff like that and other ways to make money because, you know, taking that little percentage of somebody listening to your video on YouTube yeah. is not going to pay your bills. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, as far as the streaming goes, how do you feel about, you know, uh, Tidal and, uh, you know, Hove, a.k.a. Jay-Z, a.k.a. Sean, I sold Crack Carter, um, you know, as far as him trying to put more money in the artist's pockets, how do you feel about that? It's, I mean, at the end of the day, it's nominal. I mean, it's good that they're, that they're doing that, and you uh-huh. know, it gives people uh, an opportunity to, to expose themselves. You know, the same thing, you know, with being independent. I can do things that, you know, my, my album is on title, by the way, as well. My music nice. is, you know, but uh, it's, it gives people a, a little bit more exposure. Um, but at the same time, the, the residual is not as nominal, uh, whether it's, you know, 0.01, you know, uh, of a penny or it's 0.059, you know, whatever, you know, of a penny. It's still, it's still not going to pay your bills, you know. Yeah. I, I appreciate any, any, uh, any revenue and I appreciate any exposure, you know, and I appreciate any, um, any way that I can have my music, you know, available to, to people to listen. You know, enjoy. All right, absolutely. All right, so this this one is kind of a doozy. Uh, this next question, I just want to know: Has social media, you know, changed the way that you listen to music and produce music? So, for example, you know, you see, there's no more slow burning songs. Like people can't really work a single like they used to, just because you know people want that shit, you know, at the drop of a hat. And then you have you have people calling albums you know like an instant classic soon as it drops you know soon as views drop you know drake's album you know that shit wasn't even out you know fucking two minutes and then you had hashtag views is a classic you know what i'm saying just because you know of who the person is and the popularity so you're selling a brand and then you look at somebody like like future like who's just banging out all these albums and these songs he dropped dirty sprite too then all of a sudden he dropped what a time to be alive with drake so does that you know with these social media does that change the way that you you know put out music and how you work your singles or what well as far as how i how i listen to music it's definitely changed the way i listen to music okay i'm a very active listener to music and i and that's what I actually strive for as far as my music goes. I want people to listen to my music actively, meaning I want you to go research something. You know, back when I was, you know, Wu-Tang, you know, like I said, I grew up with Wu-Tang and Outkast, Tribe Called Quest. They would say words I had no idea what those fucking words meant. I had to go to a yeah. dictionary <laughs> and go look at what the fuck they was talking about. So I, so I appreciate fans that are active, you know, listeners. And I'm an active listener to music. You know, so there's a lot more music that's available um, which is a good thing, but like I said, on the flip side, you got, you know, it's a lot less money in the artist's pocket, you know, if you're streaming music or whatever. Um, as yeah. far as like the, the slow burning songs, you know, versus, you know, instant classics and everything is, you know, so accessible now. Um, I don't, I try not to make my music or produce my music in that way because I don't feel that that's my purpose. I don't feel that's my intent when I make music is to to have something that's uh, it's a, that's a commodity. I want yeah. something that people can listen to a hundred years from now and still and the songs still have relevance. You know what I mean? Yeah. So absolutely. You know these all these songs that are coming out now that are 
hot for you know two months and then people are on to the next thing you know in history and in people's lives these songs will have minimal effect and i'm, I'm trying to do something different so yeah i don't let i don't let the social media or the the aspiration to have a you know have something that's hot for a little bit uh, affect the way that i produce or the way that i um, view music when, when i'm making it okay i respect that how i feel about it is i feel like you know uh, people don't get a chance to appreciate new music Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's coming out so so fucking fast. You even you like like I said, like with the Dirty Sprite too. You know he could have you know let that burn for a little bit. Then he dropped uh, Evol, and then he dropped you know What a Time to Be Alive. And it's just like you just banging out all these songs, and you're not giving somebody time to appreciate it. And I feel like people just want that new feeling. You know what I'm saying? It's just like give me more, give me more, give me more. But but you know what though, man? Like sorry to cut you off, but yeah. you know what, man? If if people aren't making music that has any depth to it yeah then it doesn't matter if it's cool for a second you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah yeah so i think that's the, i think that's the whole point they're making music that's cool right now so people uh -huh. enjoy it and eat it up and they get you know until they get the next fix you know yeah that's true because i mean if you look at you know what beyonce did with lemonade you know what i'm saying it's speaking on you know infidelity and then it also speaks about you know what's going on right now with police brutality right. and things of that source and it's going to be you know it's going to be a slow burn you know what i'm saying but it's just a quality album and you know with future you know i fuck with him you know it's even right, i don't even hit on future yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know he actually comes from dungeon family yeah know? yeah so, absolutely you know, absolutely that he actually comes from yeah. the history of, you know and yeah, uh, and I, you know, a yeah, lineage of yeah. really good MCs, or, you know, absolutely, you know, uh, Dirty South like you know veterans. So. Yeah, yeah, and you I know, don't, with, I don't hate on him, but you know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's just banging out shit so quickly. Like I said, I just don't feel like people have a chance to, you know, appreciate it. And then you know, I still fuck with March Madness. That's a fire ass song. You know, I feel like it could be our national anthem. You know, but. <laughs> But yeah, it's just one of those things where I feel like, you know, people try to cater to their audience, you know, to this this flipping ass, you know, millennials, even though we're technically part of that group, you know, uh, you have that gimme more, gimme more, I need it now, I need it instantly, but nobody sits down and listens to it, like when views dropped, you know, I tried to listen to it, and I was like, alright, let me just chill, because you know, so many people saying it's great, they love this song, they love that song, and then I went back, you know, like a week later, and actually listened to it all the way through, just threw my headphones on, and just sat down and listened to it all the way through. So what did you think of it, man? You know what, I felt like it was, you know, the beats were great, but I felt like Drake is at a point where he needs some he needs more of a challenge, you know, because he said that he was challenged vocally as far as singing, but he still sounds the same. And the content is still the same. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a heartbroken heartbroken rich nigga. He's you know he's, what I'm saying? he's a simp. I, I like Drake, but he's yeah. a simp. Oh yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, that's why it surprised me on that what a time to be alive for him to, you know, start talking slick about ladies and I'm right. like, Where is this coming from, right. Jimmy? Who's you know? This? Yeah, who is this young man? Like <laughs> is future rubbing off on you? That's not cool. Right. But uh, yeah. And so you know, I just feel like social media kind of ruined music. It feels like, you know, when they said video killed the radio star, yeah. it's just, you know, so many people want to cater to these these young folks and folks, you know, really aren't getting a chance to, you know, enjoy the music and listen to it. And I feel like there might not be any feelings in the music. It's just like, okay, let's do this. I need this kind of beat, you know, and I, I'll just rap some bullshit to it and then we're good to go. You know and what I'm saying? You know, let's go back to what we were talking about before. Yeah. You know, the people who's buying the music, you know, 
95% of the people that are buying these songs or these albums, you know, are white suburbia. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, the hip hop community is only a small percentage of who's actually purchasing these albums. You know absolutely, what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. So, so they're making music that people want to want to buy, you know. So they're mm-hmm. propagating this whole, you know, the fuck bitches, get money, you know, yeah. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what the people who are buying the music want to hear they don't they don't care about the culture they don't care about yeah you know our young you know our young people they want to hear music that's going to be cool for the club they want to hear music yeah. that's cool for a second i got the hot new single you exactly. know whatever they, they there's no there's no staying power in the music anymore because it doesn't have a, a message and because it it doesn't have value anymore so so i don't even i don't know which came first if it's when music became too accessible, people start devaluing music, or people yeah. started making music that didn't have value or worth. So people started, you know, wanting more of that. More of that. You know, I don't absolutely, know absolutely, absolutely. So, just moving on. You know, what advice would you give for any up and coming artists here? Man, all I can say, you know, I'm by no means. You know, a success story. You know, I'm still, I'm still trying to do my thing. Um, the only thing I, I would say is find what you enjoy doing and do that. You know, what, you know whether it takes you somewhere or not. If you enjoy what you're doing, you're, you'll be satisfied. You know, in life, and that's that's what I look for. You know, a career path. That's what I look for when I'm doing music. You know, you gotta, you gotta find what you enjoy doing and, you know, and live your life. Absolutely. So if, if making that drill music really makes you happy, then go for it. If if you feel like it's missing something, you want to make music that's a little deeper and music that has a little bit more of a message, then do that and just enjoy what you're doing. And, you know, there's so, like we said before, there's so many outlets right now that you can let other people hear your music and, you know, hopefully you will inspire somebody, you know, and hopefully I inspire somebody to maybe inspire somebody else. What did uh, Tupac say? He said, I may not be the one to change the world, but I will inspire the mind that will change the world. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what music is all about. Inspiration and, you know, just feeling good, you know, and, you know, music is what emotions sound like. But, but music has a lot more, you know, use than what you hear on the radio. It's not yeah, just yeah, absolutely. party music. You know, music has so many different ways that it can touch you and it can reach you. And I think it's unfortunate that, you know, that the media and that the audience, you know, you know, the culture just enjoys or propagates the, you know, the glamorous part of it. Or, you know, the part that's the commodity. You know, yeah. That's a, you know, the quick fix. You know, like when I said, music has so many other ways that it can touch me. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so tell the people where they can find you online at, man. Man, uh, I, I'm on SoundCloud. Um, I don't I do not do too much of the social media. Uh, so I, I, I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, besides that, man, my album is it's out. It's everywhere digitally, uh, aside from Pandora. So that means it's on Spotify, it's on uh, iTunes, it's on uh, Google Play. Uh, like I said, it's on Title, uh, it's on iHeartRadio, uh, and wherever else people download music. Um, so it's hard to find me. Uh, you can find my music, but it's hard to find me because I'm not. I'm not trying to be found necessarily. Oh, so so let people know the you know how do they search for the album you know give them yeah. the title and your artist you know the juice so. yeah so I'm I'm the juice that's T H E J U S E the new album is called a uh, new religion 
Uh, and then I have an instrumental version. Um, my album before that is out, it came out a couple years ago, is out as well. Uh, it's called uh, After Forever. So go check them both out, man. Uh, I definitely got a little bit of something for everybody. Uh, like I said, it's uh, definitely thought provoking. Uh, it's something that, I don't know if it's a slow burner, but it's something that people are going to really want to sit down and, you know, listen to uh, to appreciate. I, I try not to do, you know, that contemporary music. I try to make music that's timeless. Uh, when you you, know, when you don't follow trends, you don't you don't worry about you know, um, making popular music. You make music that's timeless. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so I appreciate you doing this interview. So we gonna I appreciate you, man. All right, appreciate that. So we are gonna move on. You said you got somebody out here selling hope like damn dope. Who you got out here selling hope like dope? <laughs> I'm gonna say the government, man, and I'm gonna say specifically the electoral college. If y'all don't know what. The electoral college is the electoral college is actually what uh, it's the system that the government has established that will uh, elect the president. So I'm not telling people to vote. I'm not telling people not to vote. I'm telling people to educate yourself on the system. Uh, for instance, um, Nebraska has five electoral votes. That means they got five people to go out uh, based on the popular vote. They may or may not go with that, and then they go elect they go elect the president based on that. So it's only been a few times it's happened where they the popular vote, meaning the, what the masses actually picked, you know, as the majority, wasn't yeah. the actual person that was the president. Last time that was in 2000 when George Bush was president. I think that was against <laughs> Al Gore. Yeah. Everybody was like, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Al Gore won yeah. <laughs> because the Electoral College uh-huh. picked George Bush. Yeah. So so learn a little bit and educate yourself. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not swaying anybody's votes either way. Um, I don't care if you vote or don't. I just want you to have more information when you make that decision. Okay, yeah. And I did a the show, episode 34, was about, you know, how do uh, black folks come together and, right. you know, create voter blocks and, uh, you yep. know, create, you know, super PACs and things of that sort. Because, you know, I feel like black folks right now, you know, we vote out of tradition. We vote because, you know, our great granddaddy got hit in the head with a brick, you know, for voter rights. And we, we you know, we vote without an agenda. And that's the most dangerous thing, you know, that, that's, that's harming us now. Because just because in a capitalistic system that we live in, you know, we think just because we gave a politician our vote, you know, mainly, you know, like a president or something like that, that they're going to do something for us. You know, they come to the you know, black areas and, you know, they might sing, you know, we shall overcome. Right, go to a black church for a second. Yeah, yeah, and pat us on the back and then, like, okay, make all these, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, and, you know, come over here doing the nay-nay and the dab and shit like that. Like, oh, you got my vote, boss, you know, and it's just, and it's like, you know, then you're still left to deal with the problems of the economic deprivation, you know, trickling the trickle down effect from slavery of what happened, you know, as far as no reparations from Jim Crow, from the prison industrial system, the school to prison pipeline. And nobody's addressing these issues because everybody feel that black folks just going to vote Democrat. So, you know, so, right. so I mean, it's just assumed that, you know, we're going to vote for Hillary or Bernie, even though Bernie is almost out the race. I don't know why he's still trying to, you know, still running, you know, because it, it like statistically he can't win. But. I don't know what the fuck's happening. So I feel like, you know, black folks should create an independent, you know, party. You know, every black person yeah. should be independent. You know, and then you have, what, about 44 million votes right there. 
You have 44 million fucking votes right there. You know how many politicians would come to us if we voted as a block, you know, as an independent unit and be like, okay, well, we can do this, this, that, and the third. And then the responsibility for us, you know, as black folks is, you know, to rebuild our hoods into communities and, you know, start supporting each other, you know. But this this can't be a situation where, you know, a, a, a nigga is selling, you know, some, some sneaker cleaner, you know, out of a used Aquafina bottle talking about you got to buy this, you know, for $12. It's like, you know, you have to put out a quality product, right? you know, because right. I feel like a lot of times people... Be like, oh, just support me because I'm black. Well, it has to be a quality product. Right. You know, I'm not going to support the bootleg, man, even though I used to. You know what I'm saying? Just like, come on, brother, I'm trying to make it out here. Right. Really? You, you trying to make it out here? And you selling, you know, fucking bootleg-ass DVDs, and you ain't got no covers for the DVDs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you up here bootlegging music. You up here, you, done, you know, good. stole some incense from the Asians, and you trying to sell it to me. And, you know, so it's situations like that. But we also got to learn how to trust each other. But, you know, it has to be that spirit of truth. And, you know, so hopefully. I, I agree completely, man. Yeah, hopefully we can get this shit together. Because, you know, the main thing as far as voting goes, you just broke down electoral college, which is great. I think you need to understand policies, too. You know, yeah. you know, aside from presidents or whatever, yeah. you know, like you said, educate yourself on the policies. And, Absolutely. You know, and vote what actually makes sense and what's going to benefit you and, and benefit absolutely, you. Absolutely. And it definitely benefits to vote locally because your vote does count, you know, especially for, you know, local policies that directly affect you, for city councilmen, for mayors and things of that sort. But as far as when you get to that presidential level, you know, it always has to be a situation where it shouldn't be like this, but you have to put money behind your vote. Like you look at what I said yeah. last week, what Eva Longoria, Longoria did with the Hispanic community. She got you know all these these influential hispanics together and you know they raised all this money for president obama and then you see what he did as far as uh you know the act where you know it, it made it you know legal uh for now you know until he's done being president for you know illegal uh aliens to stay in you know immigrants to stay in here and to continue working and for their kids to continue to go to school and then you look at how much money you know the gay community uh the lgbtq community raised for president obama and for other officials and you know next thing you know they legalize gay marriage so you really have to put a dollar and an agenda behind your vote and i just feel like you know black folks don't understand that you know we feel like you know you can come down here and pacify us and bullshit with us and then it's just like okay well you got my vote now but you still left to wallow in your problems you know when it could been you know they could initiate some policies to help you get up out the struggle exactly i mean everybody has an agenda every politician has you know an ulterior motive so you got to figure out what theirs is and you got to figure out what yours is you know what what do you need what do you want yeah absolutely and that's 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 the thing about it and I think I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that on the next episode, just as far as what exactly do black folks want from these politicians and what do we need, you know, exactly. You know, everybody wants to dance around reparations and shit like that. And, you know, everybody says it's too divisive. You know, it's, oh, how, how would it do? How would it look? It would look like a fucking check. That's what it would look like. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so many people think it'll look like the Chappelle skit, you know, you know, everybody buying up, you know, chicken and watermelon and fubu and all this other stuff. But. But, you know, that would be a small percentage of it. I feel like a lot of other folks would, you know, rebuild their communities, purchase homes and, you know, rebuild the hood up. And um, 
<clears throat> you know, and so they, you know, politicians always have, oh, it's too divisive and things like that. But, you know, when they did after World War II to the Japanese in those internment camps, they came to the government like, hey, we need our, we need reparations for what you did. Japan came to the U.S. and they're like, no, fuck you. So Japan was like, oh, okay, well, we'll just, you know, basically excel in technology, buy up some of your businesses, and then you need us. And then when the U.S. came to them, it's like, oh, well, let's talk about these reparations. And then, there you, you go. know, the U.S. cut a check. So that's what it has to be. There has to be, you know, repercussions to the government. So we do, black folks have to create our own industries and things like that and start doing for self and then, you know, create that independent voter block. And then that's when you can step to the government or even the world government, you know, and be like, hey, let's bring up the U.S. on these charges and they need to cut us a fucking check. Can I, can I say, you know, just to touch on what you had said, man. Yeah. I mean, I feel like aside from music and uh-huh. entertainment and sports, yeah, you don't really see a lot. You know, I know it's out there, and people uh-huh. know that it's out there. But like, but to your point, you know, people have to utilize what they, you know, utilize their talents and utilize their money and utilize absolutely. their influence in more productive ways. You know, oh, I, I feel like everybody can do a little bit better because. You know, we're we're more than sports, we're more than entertainment. And Absolutely. I think there's a, there's a big lapse, a big gap in what we see as far as what media portrays at least and, and what the reality is. And I think that's why a lot of these kids aspire to only be a few things because that's all they really see. Yeah, because we don't control our own media. Exactly. You see, right. um, so that was one of the reasons. Yeah, if you're I not did. Oprah, if you're not Oprah, you don't. Yeah. You're not really controlling media. We yeah. can't put everything on Oprah. Exactly, exactly. That's our sister, but you know, she she can't be the queen of all black media. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, it's like uh, Dr. Claude Anderson said. Uh, you know, uh, he basically said, you know, once you start building up your communities and starting small businesses and, you know, recirculating that money, then you will go on to, you know, start influencing politicians and then those politicians would start, you know, implementing, you know, better laws and policies so you wouldn't be out here getting killed in the street. And then you move on up and you start creating your own media. You know, you start buying up some of these radio stations and these TV stations. And I think that's the dope thing about podcasts and YouTube channels is, you know, we can start controlling, you know, what you hear and what you see so that's why i wanted i really wanted to start this podcast because i feel like the the internet right now is the wild wild west and it's going to start getting to the point where they're going to start regulating a lot of shit so i'm like let me get this information out here before it gets to the point like oh we just took down this episode we just took down this episode that's real man Yeah, yeah so and I think that's the wave right now, you know, instead of, you know, using those floors like Dr. Claude Anderson said, you mean you all you need is a strong Internet connection. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it just, you know, put that information out there and, you know, start educating folks, you know, especially black folks about what they need to do and, you know, what needs to be done, you know, to act, to be an exceptional people and actually, you know, level the playing field. Community. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we you know, we look around and, you know, we kind of pride ourselves on moving out the but you know you move out of it just because of you know the threat of you know danger and things like that and the crabs in the barrel mentality but we never look at the person who made the the barrel you right, know what i'm right. saying so you know, i don't think anybody in the hood that you know that's slanging or whatever i don't think yeah. they would do that forever i think the intent of every gangster on the block is to get out of that situation people you yeah. know people do it because they want to get money because they want to yeah. get out of that situation absolutely it's, but, it's all about flipping legit you know i mean that should be the point at yeah. least is to get out of that situation you know but just for the local listeners at least i mean omaha this is just my opinion man 
But I think Omaha, there's not a big middle class. I think there's becoming a bigger divide between oh, upper class and lower class. Absolutely. So I think that has a lot to do with why you don't see a lot of successful black businesses in Omaha. Yeah. Because there's not really that middle class where people are owning their own business. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. Either people are doing real good, you know, because they're doctors or lawyers or whatever, or yeah. people are scraping you know, going paycheck to paycheck. Exactly. So. And that's when, it, you know, back to what I said earlier, you know, we got to turn the hood into a community and we got to learn how to trust each other. You know, it can't be a situation where, you know, you open up, you know, say you open up a studio or something like that and everybody keep coming to you talking about, you know, your rate is $30 an hour and they talking about, well, bro, I got $20 right now. What can I get? Right, can no, I get hook up? Yeah, this is my <laughs> rate and you have to pay it. You know, your black ass wouldn't go out to, you know, some big studio you know like rainbow recordings and talk that right. shit you know what i'm saying just because i look like you you know don't try to scam me don't don't right. look for that hookup you know and if some guy you know was selling you know t-shirts you know he had a t-shirt line or something had a business you know you, you he's selling them for you know 40 dollars a pop high quality you know shit fly shit you know you going in there trying to get it for 25 dollars, but your black ass wouldn't go to von mar exactly. you know and pick up some you know t-shirt or something that's 60 dollars you you would just go and pay it. You wouldn't say shit about it. So, you so, know, so what do you think it is, man? Do you think you think that we don't have value in in ourselves when we look at somebody that's black and say, oh, we feel like we should be able to get the hookup? Um, I think it's, it's a trust issue. You know, we, we got to learn how to trust each other. And then it's also that mentality of you see somebody doing their thing and and you're not doing your thing. So you're feeling kind of jealous of it. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, shit, I need to be doing that. But I ain't going to let nobody else know that. And so it's just that that dusty nigga mentality. You know what I'm saying? It's just, Man, it's not dusty niggas. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's that, you know, I need a come up. You yeah. know, and, it, and it's sad to say. You know, if you do open up some businesses, you know, in the hood, you start doing that, you know, you can't pay too much for a security system and things like that. And so, you know, the wolves going to look at you, you know, the dusty nigga wolves going to look at you like a come up. You know, let me go ahead and break in here and try to, you know, steal the little three hundred dollars out the register and shit like that and go smoke it up and trick it off and, you know, and shit like that. So we have to learn to, you know trust each other and then we also have to police our own communities you know what i'm yeah, saying i think that's to, i think that's a big thing yeah sure, that's, that's the i mean big but that's thing. why i think you know before what you were saying i think that's why people if they do have a business you know maybe they're you know ethnic or whatever they yeah. from the hood even why they don't stay there yeah <laughs> you know yeah, it is they're not putting the money back in the community they go into a place where they don't exactly. feel like they're gonna get robbed every other weekend exactly exactly you know because we don't trust each other and then you know we we create there's this culture of dustiness out there you know what i'm saying and you know the you know a lot of the older folks the old heads failed us you know they really didn't fight too hard you know for rights you know for us you know it's just pretty much oh get a good job and you know get, we, we gonna be all right and let's pray on it and shit like that instead of fighting a good fight you know what i'm saying and it's just you know we're raising a culture of you know with black folks you know let me get a good job that's it but you can't pass that job down to your kids you know right. what i'm saying you, you look at well any wealth yeah you down. yeah yeah and you look at you know the asian community you know they got you know all these you know food stores you know uh, restaurants and you you see the kids working in there like 11 yeah. 12 year olds yeah. taking your order you know what i'm saying so oh, yeah. they're they're teaching them you know that you can you know run your own business and things of that sort so i think we need to really get into that but the first thing we need to do is start trusting each other and we need to start policing our own you know community and 
it, it always blows my fucking mind how we have a heavy police presence in the hood, but we have the highest crime rate. Like, what right. crimes are you fucking solving? Right. You know what I'm right. saying? So that it always just blows my fucking mind. But I think we really need to learn to trust each other. Man, I think they, yeah, I think that's a good point. Cause I think they do a lot of that stuff, you know, to pacify us. You know, what oh, I'm absolutely. Saying? You know, they keep us going. It's the I was actually talking to somebody else. It's totally another subject. But I was talking to somebody else about you know guns. And about sometimes violence or the threat of violence is the only way to stop that from happening. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. people. A lot of people are like passive and say, you know, I don't want, you know, don't want to fight, and they're, they're scared uh-huh. of police. Yeah. You know, but when but when their brother or, yeah. the, or the dude, you know, the dude across the street is robbing their, you know, their uh-huh. best friend's grandma's house, yeah. they won't say shit because they think that's snitching. That's exactly. not snitching. Exactly. That's not exactly. snitching. You know. Yeah, and it's it's that predatory ass mentality, and I don't understand why black folks have that you know not all you know just the dusty niggas you know have that yeah. mentality of let me rob somebody that look just like me you yeah. know what i'm saying let me let me rob this nigga that lives next door to me you know what i'm saying who's out here grinding and doing what he needs to do you know it's just it's just we're so predatory on each other but it goes back to like i said a million times we just need to learn to trust each other you know police our own communities and these old heads need to just start pulling youngsters aside like this ain't how you do it right you know? exactly. i mean it's all i i, I think it all goes back kind of to the Willie, uh, Willie Lynch, you know. Oh yeah, the Willie Lynch syndrome. Yeah. Yep. And the uh, Manutorus uh, Manumission. Uh, yeah. Basically, that you know that was one of the things that was one of the first jobs you know slaves had was you know hey you snitch on somebody you know revoke and things like that. So you know you, here's a butter biscuit. You know you know you you ain't got to work too hard in the fields today. So right. yeah, I mean we could go deeper into that, right. but you know we getting a little too too damn deep. You know what I'm saying? The white folks gonna be you know picking it out. Outside my apartment, you know what I'm saying, and all four of my tires gonna be flat. But anyway, as far as holding this L, you know, I got your boy Kanye West holding this L, man. Uh, <laughs> did you see his rant on Ellen recently? No. Yeah, yeah, he was on Ellen. No. Um, I know you heard about him on Twitter asking Mark Zuckerberg for yeah. 52 million to yeah, help his dreams and shit. So he goes on Ellen. He's still talking about that. Talking about how I sat down with Mark and his wife, you know, talking about how we can, you know, do this with the money that he gives me and all this other shit. But I'm just trying to figure out, you know, why why do you need somebody else's money? You know what I'm saying? You you're you're charging. 300 bucks for these sneakers you know your t-shirts you know your gilding t-shirts your holy ass t-shirts yeah you know you selling those you know i bought the kobe one i ain't gonna lie you know for 70 damn dollars yeah for a long sleeve t-shirt like what are you doing with all this money you know that you're you're generating like who who all has their hand in your 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 bank account you know what i'm saying well and well, from what I, I mean from what i heard though you know i heard his he has personal debt but yeah. business-wise, he's, he's all right. Yeah, 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 he's all right. But he said he put so much money in the Yeezus collection, yeah. you know, that's what got him in debt. But, you know, he he made no fucking sense on the Ellen show. Like, he started talking about Walt Disney. and How he you knew Walt Disney and shit? No, he was talking about how they're not here anymore. And uh, then he goes on talking about we're one human race and we need to do this, that, and the third. And he starts re- reciting Rakim lyrics. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, and it just seems like, you know, my man hasn't been the same since he lost his mom. You know what I'm saying? He yeah, hasn't. That's real, that's real talk. Yeah, he hasn't been the same. You know, I mean, the music, like, I listen to the life of Pablo. He's kind of going back to his old ways, which is kind of dope. But, 
you know, I think his mom was the one that was just like, you know, yay, come on that back down to earth. The ground, right. Yeah, makes some fucking sense. But now I feel like nobody's is pulling his coat like, hey, fam, you, you tripping. You know, <laughs> you know, you you know, that's that's yeah. dumb shit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just the these incoherent you know, don't make any sense rants. It's not cool. You know what I'm saying? You, you seem confused on the stage. You seem like you high on a narcotic. You you know, you seem like you, you playing with your nose before you come out. You know, you're fidgeting and shit like that. And nothing is making sense. Man, it's all them Kardashians, man. You know what? It could be, man. You, I mean, you, know you see what happened to Lamar. You know, he, he was in a fucking yeah. brothel, passed yeah. out from gas station herbal supplements. Yeah. You see Bruce Jenner is now Caitlyn Jenner. Now he about to go back to yeah. fucking uh, Bruce because yep. he's uncomfortable, you know, he's fucking with, it. yeah, he, he's uncomfortable having titties. And then, you know, James Harden got up out the paint quick. You know, he probably was like, yo, I can't fuck with this shit. You know, so it's one of those things where like, you know, is Ye on something different than just smoking blunts? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, did she introduce you to, you know, some kind of synthetic drug? You know what I'm saying? It's like, what the fuck are you doing, Ye? Man, man let me just say this, though. Oh, yeah. Just to be devil's advocate, right? Yeah. Can we give him a lowercase L? Only because only because you think about it, man. All these other people ask for money, too. Donald Trump, yeah. man, yeah. got a million dollar loan from his dad. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that was from his daddy. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So he's Everybody else is asking for money. We just don't know about it, right? Yeah. So can we just give him a lowercase L? Because everybody else is asking for money. It's yeah. just, he, they just don't do it in public. Uh-huh. Social media, like, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm it, it, but it's just, a, it's just, it's a bad look. You it's, know what it's, I'm it is a completely bad. It, it should it be is. a situation where you know maybe if they sat down, he's like, hey, can you donate to the Donda, you know, West Foundation, you right. know, rest in peace to his moms, and uh, you know, it could have been like that instead of him, you know, just tweeting about it and shit like that because it, it he, he's definitely on one. Yeah, he, he's it, definitely. And on. social media makes you know these stars quote-unquote, and superstars, they make them so transparent, because, like, Chris Brown is just a fuck nigga, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just like, like, you've seen the Rihanna thing, you know he was an asshole, yep. you know, for beating her and shit like that, yep. and then you was like, okay, cool, you know, everybody forgave him, but then some of the shit that he be, you know, tweeting and putting on Instagram, how he was stalking Karuchi after she dropped him and she yeah. found out he had a baby by somebody else, and, you know, up here doing all this predatory shit online, it's just like, dog, nobody's there to pull these, these, these Negroes' card and just like, dog, chill right like man. chill the fuck out like who is your handler you know what i'm saying it's just like every superstar had like a handler like why right. don't you like it just feels like you just they got, just run them up and shit. yeah it's, it's like just unfiltered nothing but you know yes niggas around you yes men around you who you know just want to you know help you spend your money and that's not a good look man, and that's you know? i mean that's part of the reason why i'm not all on the social media like that is because yeah. i don't really give a fuck about what they're doing you know all this shit is nonsense to me it's all noise you know it's all like distraction you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah it's just it's it's fucking just fucking bananas man but you got anything else you want to say to the people before we wrap up uh besides man i appreciate you having me on the show man. oh absolutely that's it man okay cool well this has been episode 35 of do rags and boat shoes uh much love and respect to everybody who's listening you know shout out to prime for letting us use the studio you know, always can check them out down here at 1510 cash street you know at the bottom of the cw boxing club and uh yeah that's it we out
God body, so why they try to test me? You think God give a fuck who they say the best be? I crush grooves and buddies MCs. You gotta pay your tithes, but the blessing is free. I poke with these poems, I do it religiously. Question everything, absolute uncertainty. Agnostic, but the fans believe. A prophet preaching the gospel of me. Under God's spell, I'm free while you trust just. Call on me when this whole shit erupts. You want me stuffed, pretend percent ain't enough. I don't even need a vest. I'm that damn holy soul. Put one in my chest, I die for you too, homie. Black Sabbath Sunday, bloody Sunday. Black magic, but I'm sick of the tricks. But it's easy to deceive when the people are ignorant. Just keeping you on your toes. I can walk on water, baby. Let's wait and see how this goes. You really think that you could save me? Just keeping you on your toes. I can walk on water, baby. Let's wait and see how this goes. You really think that you could save me? Inshallah, I can do miracles, turn water to Moscato, baptize bottle, bottle, what's this nigga Jesus done that I can't do? Thieves in the temple, resident evil, I've seen that devilish smile a time or two, I might rewrite the Bible, I got plans for you, I see your cuticles looking manicured, you said you wanna go, but you better be sure, yeah you looking fly, but I can make you sore, just trust me baby, I've done this before. The king of kings feeding fish to the poor If this is really real, what you waiting for? You would look good, posted next to the God They would need an exorcist, how haters would turn their head I'm not perfect, but I'm more than your man Arm, leg, leg, arm, hand, understand? Just keeping you on your toes I can walk on water, baby Let's wait and see how this goes You really think that you could save me? Just keeping you on your toes I can walk on water, baby Let's wait and see how this goes You really think that you could save me? Am I wrong for wanting an abortion? You want all of me, but I can only give you a portion Mother Mary, your seed is an anointed I'm on point like the spirit destiny And if I was drowning, I doubt that you would rescue me God's girls be the devil's bride Fuck your salvation, I see that fire inside Call me King Tim the Third on the mic in the lion's den Like Simba isn't mine, I can't make you worthy But I can heal the blind When you deal with the divine, that's an act of God I know I'm on your minds, why you make this so hard Like Meshach, I've been through the fire before I see that nigga hasn't changed, you're stuck I don't pray, I'm a predator And to my followers, I'm a miracle worker Come on Just keeping you on your toes I can walk on water, baby Let's wait and see how this goes You really think that you could save me? Just keeping you on your toes I can walk on water, baby Let's wait and see how this goes You really think that you could save me?